Welcome back for another episode of the Air Force Lifecycle Management Center Leadership Blog Podcast. The Air Force Security Assistance and Cooperation Directorate's Foreign Military Sales Construction Division was recently elevated from a branch to a division, and Dr. Carlos Brazil is its first division chief. Brazil oversees a team of dedicated professionals who are currently working 29 different FMS cases involving 22 international partners in 14 different countries. In this episode, we discuss the role that his division plays in building critical infrastructure for and long-enduring relationships with our international partners. Let's get into the discussion. Sir, welcome and thanks for joining us today on Leadership Log, which is a podcast for the Air Force Lifecycle Management Center community on topics of interest. And the topic of interest today is learning about the construction process in within foreign military sales. So uh, we're here with Dr. Carlos Brazil. And sir, if you could just introduce yourself a little bit and give us some of your career background. Well, um, thank you and um, good afternoon. And um, thanks for the opportunity to kind of share a little bit about our organization. So um, I'm Carlos Brazil, originally from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, joined the Air Force uh, when I was 17. Um, came in as a power alignment specialist and then did that for about nine years. And then I went to school and got commissioned and was uh, commissioned as a Air Force officer and civil engineer. So as a Air Force civil engineer, I served at the base level, headquarters level. Uh, I was assigned overseas. Um, I also served as a security cooperation officer at the US Embassy in Cairo, Egypt. So that's where I first got, uh, initially got involved with foreign military sales. So I worked there in Cairo, Egypt helping the uh, Egyptian Air Force with their infrastructure uh, requirements for their various bed downs for aircraft, uh, naval uh, operation systems, as, as well as army platforms. Um, I retired in Cairo, Egypt, and then I came back to the States and started with civil service as an assistant professor at the Defense Security Cooperation University teaching security cooperation curriculum. So teaching others who are going over to the embassies to work with partner nations, the way that we do this business. Um, afterwards, I had the opportunity to go work at the US Africa Command or Africa Command um, as a counterterrorism program manager. So I was responsible for counterterrorism programs and um, the budget for our partners in the Sahel Maghreb region. Afterwards, I got an opportunity to come back to Wright-Patterson to work at the Air Force Security in a Assistance and Cooperation Directorate, um, standing up the new requirements branch or section to help with our foreign partners define new requirements for their construction programs in support of weapon systems. So I was selected as the, second, the section chief and then um, Recently, a year and some change, or you know, a year, a couple months ago, I was offered the opportunity to be the first uh, division chief for our, our FMS construction division here at AFSAC. So it's been a, a wild ride for me in the realm mm -hmm. of security, construction, and for military sales. So you lead the FMS construction division for the Air Force Security Assistance and Cooperation Directorate. Uh, which, of course, is the lead organization for foreign military sales within the Air Force. Um, I, I think a lot of people might find it surprising to know that uh, under foreign military sales that there is a construction project uh, branch for our international partners. And so if you could uh, give us a little bit about your team. Um, who are they? Where are they located? What do they do? That kind of thing. 
Yes, uh, most definitely. So our division consists of approximately 60 engineers, uh, program managers, logisticians, uh, security specialists, and contractors responsible for providing engineering and uh, service contract support for Air Force weapon system structures and facilities, base operations and security solutions for our foreign partners across the globe. So essentially our team will oversee approximately about 5,000 international contractors for construction and services in 14 different countries. Um, in addition to that, our office is located here at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in the Air Force Security Assistance and Cooperation Directorate in um, the Air Force Life Cycle Management Center here at Wright-Patterson Area A. Um, mm -hmm. What is particularly interesting about our team is that we have people assigned overseas in very lo various locations such as Egypt, Qatar, Iraq to provide oversight of our projects and interface with our foreign partners to ensure that they're aware of the project status and also to help build that relationship between the U.S. and that partner nation. And then we can be considered a, a small size program office because we're actually executing contracts and programs within AFSAC for our foreign partners. So we are there working the acquisition piece. We provide the oversight. We work with our contracting agents and design construct agents like uh, Air Force Installation uh, Contracting Center, uh, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Navy facilities to help uh, with the requirements for our foreign partners for construction and uh, service contracts. Uh, so give us a kind of a basic overview of FMS construction. How does that process work? Uh, do countries come to you with a, with a requirement and, and then your team, you know, what services do your, does your team provide to our international partners? Yes. So construction is a, a key component of what we call the total package approach for foreign military sales buys with our foreign partners. So normally the foreign partner will focus on the end item like a aircraft or some type of weapon system. But in order to operate and maintain that, they need to have a good foundation and the infrastructures and facilities to operate that. And that's where we come in. So our infrastructure support team will provide or enable our foreign partners to uh, identify the requirements so they can launch, operate, and maintain those weapon systems for the near future. Um, also, our construction projects can be viewed as a monument of the U.S. government relationship with our foreign partners. So, for example, a U.S. weapon system uh, aircraft you may last for about 20 years. However, the facilities and the runways and other things that we build for the foreign partner may last for 50 or more years. And they remember that the US government helped them build that. So that is a good testament of our relationship. Now the basic services our team will provide or offer for partners include infrastructure, facility design, uh, construction support. We will, after we help them design their facilities, we will go over there and hire, help them hire the contractors and provide the oversight. We provide security, um, consultation on what they need to secure that facility, especially for data support and um, data protection. And then we also offer base operations support. 
So for some of our locations, um, we also help them operate and maintain a base so they can continue to operate that weapon system when they may be lacking that capability. So most foreign partners may already have the capability in the government to design and construct facilities. However, sometimes they lack the expertise to design and construct the facilities to the U.S. Air Force weapon system requirements. So that's where our team will come in to help the foreign partner fully define their requirements to support the development of the letter of offer and acceptance to make sure that the right infrastructure and security details are included in that letter of offer and acceptance or the offer to the government to buy that weapon system, as well as the design and construction piece of their overall total package approach for the weapon system. I take it that demand uh, for your services has been growing because uh, I, I read recently that you're uh, surpassed $4 billion in FY 2020. Um, and, and that helped lead to your organization being elevated to the, uh, to the division level. Um, so what, what benefits did making that organizational change within, uh, within the directorate do for you, for the construction team? Well, that allow us to be on the same level or par with our design construction agents that we will uh, hire to have help us execute these construction projects. So initially when we were a, a branch, uh, we had to go up several levels to get to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineer or the Naval Facility Rep to submit the requirement. Now as a division, I can go directly to my counterparts and ask for that support and work those issues that in the past, there was a lot of bureaucracy to get to the other side to uh, help work those issues. So the construction team now being a division, we have less bureaucracy, more direct communication with FMS stakeholders. And this change is a huge benefit for building these long-term relationship with US partners. So I can, uh, identify the problem and then discuss these problems with our design and construction agents to work a solution much faster. And then in construction, every country job site is unique. We have cultural, legal, geographical, political, technical issues and perspectives. And at the division level, the uh, AFSAC construction team is able to work directly with those foreign partners and provide those tailored construction services to those unique needs for each of those different weapon systems that the foreign partner may purchase from the US government. So it allows us to work these solutions and, and get to a solution much quicker. Uh, so talk to us about some of the projects that your team has led. Yeah, so um, we're currently executing over 29 FMS cases with 22 international partners in 14 different countries. So um, we're all over the globe just about. Um, for example, we're executing F-15 bed down construction projects in Saudi Arabia and Qatar. Uh, we're also doing a C-17 base bed down in India. We're helping our partners in Bahrain with designing their base for their recent F-16 purchase. We're also providing base operations, life support, and security to our partners in Iraq. And our latest and one of our most interesting projects is a design and bed down for the Nigerian 829 program. So this is a first major construction project for our team in the US AFRICOM Command AOR or Area of Responsibility. 
Uh, it's a little challenging, but we're very excited. And I know the partners are excited to get our support and assistance because it's their first time really working uh, construction for uh, Air Force weapon system by. Uh, what are some of the facilities or infrastructure developments that you're doing in, with some of those projects? Is it like building hangars or runways or? Yeah, it includes everything that they need to operate that weapon system. So that includes, like you said, airfields, runways, uh, hangars, uh, training facilities. And the one thing to remember is we tailor build the base around the weapon system. So we can't just take something from another location and just plop it down in a new partner's location. We have to make sure that we fully understand the type of weapon system the partner nation is buying, the local conditions, the environments, uh, the local contractors, and some of the unique partner nation requirements for that weapon system. And then we ensure that is incorporated into the design and construction. So uh, that's what we do. We, we make sure that they can fully operate their particular weapon system for their needs. And that's including the construction and design piece. So certainly your team brings a, a lot of expertise to these kinds of projects, but countries could opt to do it themselves um, to manage these programs by themselves. But what, what is really the advantage of going through the FMS system to, uh, to do this? Yeah, and you're right. Um, some countries are fully capable. Um, some of our more developed countries have done FMS uh, construction before. They are familiar with it. And sometimes they can may need maybe little assistance from us. But for our newer partners, they are, who are very uh, new to FMS and unfamiliar with uh, designing and construction for uh, FMS weapon system, especially for the Air Force, they may need a little more assistance. So what we do is we help minimize the risk by bringing the expertise and the vendors and the workforce that can help them fully define their requirements into something that can be incorporated to the letter of offer and acceptance and also into the acquisition documents for contracting and selection of a vendor who can design and execute. So we help the partners minimize the risk by having their infrastructure ready in time for aircraft delivery because they get a highly skilled team that's done this before. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will help them walk them through the process so that the base is ready by the time the aircraft is uh, launch and sent over to uh, to the partner nation for delivery. That's interesting. You know, I, I recall uh, working, doing some work with the KC-46 program and and when the Air Force was getting ready to deliver the first tankers to bases, there was, there had been years worth of work already in place to build facilities and to get equipment in place and and warehouses just to hold the supplies and things like that. So there, there's a big angle to that that I think a lot of people don't necessarily appreciate. Um, right, yes. And, and uh, another thing I would like to add with the assistance of our design and contracting agents like the Army Corps of Engineers and Navy facilities, so naval facilities, we help evaluate and select the vendors that are going to have the most or the highest chance of success of supporting that partner's nation's infrastructure requirements. So we make sure that they've done this type of construction design for the weapon system. Have they worked in that region before? Yes. Have they worked in that country before? Yes. Do they have the ability to get materials and supplies to that country to support the construction? Yes. Do they have the ability to get low 
local labor and manpower to help with the construction of the project. So we evaluate all that for them because they may not have the ability or just not know what to look for. And then most importantly, we provide the oversight for the partner nation to ensure that that US Air Force weapon system requirements for that weapon systems are fully incorporated into the design and construction and make sure that that design and construction adheres to the US and host nation requirements. So that's what we do for them. So, uh, so primarily you use, so you use a mix of contractors uh, maybe available in the local area, but in some instances you need to use contractors uh, from outside the local area. Yes, and it depends. You know, most most of the time we use prime vendors who may be U.S. vendors or others that uh, have done this so many times. But normally the prime vendor will subcontract out to local contractors and labor to execute the project. So they provide the oversight, they provide the design, they provide the uh, expertise to ensure that uh, that project is meeting design cost schedule but sometimes they need to partner with local labor and vendors to execute uh, portions of the construction task. So at the end of the day, our US construction team will exercise due diligence in selecting the most capable vendor to help the partner nation fulfill this design and construction requirements for their weapon system buy. In addition, the prime vendor will be also responsible for uh, locating special skills to accomplish the task. So, you know, you got electrical, HVAC, uh, sometimes you have uh, security. So they will go out and find those vendors locally if they can to help support the mission. But if they can't, then they will bring that skill set from outside into the country to support. So the goal is we, we want to partner with the partner nation. We want to use their labor because it's good for the economy and it's good for our relationship. And uh, we make sure that the vendors, the prime vendor has a good management plan that will make sure that all the right people are in place to help support the mission. Yep. Uh, you mentioned security, and of course, the cybersecurity impacts just about everything nowadays. Uh, how do you ensure that that the data infrastructure meets the standards in terms of uh, the capability to process data and, and secure it? Yeah, and that's a good question. And, and that's one of the major requirements for some of our projects is that we have data protection in place. So. Our security specialists will work with uh, the weapon system program office here at Wright-Patterson and others. They will also work with the Air Force Information Protection Office and the Defense Technology Security Administration and others to ensure that those data protection security requirements are incorporated into the project's design and also carried out during construction. In addition, they help us communicate that data protection design requirement to the partner nation because Sometimes they were like, well, I don't know why we would have to get this or why is this a requirement? But they can explain that to them because um, there's requirements levied by the US government to the partner nation. If you want this weapon system, you need to make sure that you have these data protection measures in place. So these, our security specialists are able to translate that uh, to the partner nation and also translate those requirements to our design and construction contractor for execution. Um, they also provide oversight during the construction phase and they can assist in the inspections and certification of those facilities because at the end of the day, if those facilities do not uh, pass those data protection requirements, they don't, if they don't have that incorporated, then 
they won't get certified and then we can't deliver the, the aircraft to that host nation. So uh, they play a big part in making sure that the infrastructure is ready for aircraft delivery. Um, sir, that's just about the end of our time. Uh, I'll, but before we close, uh, is there anything that we left out or something that I didn't ask about? Um, I, I think we cover everything. I just want to remind everyone that um, our AFSAC FMS Construction Division is here to assist not only the partner nations, but the program offices in identifying and fully fleshing out those infrastructure security requirements. So our job is to do it for them so that they don't have to worry about trying to work it themselves. So we have a skilled team of uh, engineers, security specialists and others to, well, that will help them do that. And our goal is to make sure that the base is ready for aircraft delivery. So if there's anything that's forgotten during the development of design or infrastructure, uh, we, we try to minimize that. We, we work all those ideas and tasks so that they don't have to do it. And we help ensure that that piece of the total package is covered. So um, we're excited to help uh, our foreign partners and anyone else out there in the Air Force. And uh, please look us up if you have any questions or need any assistance. So I uh, thank you for this time to kind of share a little bit about our program office. And um, we're uh, happy to be a part of the uh, US government team to build those relationships with our foreign partners. Sir, thanks very much for explaining this all to us today. Uh, Appreciate your time on Leadership Log. Uh, thank you, and uh, it's been a pleasure. We hope that you have a better understanding of the important role that the professionals in our AVSAC FMS Construction Division play in developing and sustaining our international partnerships. If you haven't already done so, then please consider subscribing to this series, and don't forget to follow and like us on our social media platforms. For more information on all things Air Force Life Cycle Management Center related, please visit and bookmark our website at www.aflcmc.af.mil. If you have an idea for a future episode on a topic that would interest the Life Cycle Management Center family, shoot us an email at aflcmc.pa.mediateam at us.af.mil. Until next time, stay strong, stay safe, and keep providing what warfighters need when they need it.